Hello, welcome to series two of Diary She Wrote. I'm Liz Beardsell, and if you've listened to series one, you already know quite a lot about me. And I'm back to share another eight episodes of my uncensored thoughts and experiences straight from my diaries. Series two looks at the pressure of dating in your 30s, uncomfortable intimate encounters before me too, exploring sexual desires, solo holidays to remember, and there is a nostalgic look back at summer festivals and 17-year-old me. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed, rated and reviewed so far. If you've been enjoying the episodes and haven't yet subscribed, rated and reviewed, I would love it if you could. It's so helpful when it comes to supporting the podcast. And if you know anyone who would also enjoy the stories, please do tell your friends. Send them a voice note, share a screenshot of the podcast on your stories, tweet about it during your lunch break, write about it in a letter, I love a letter, or maybe buy them a diary. I've loved hearing your feedback, so please do continue to contact me at info at diarysherote.com or message me on Instagram at diarysherote where I share regular snippets from my diaries. As with series one, the episodes are not in chronological order, but there are overlapping storylines and characters running throughout, so I recommend that you listen in order, from series one, episode one. A new episode will be shared next Sunday at midday. All names and some factual details have been changed to protect people's identity. This episode contains sexual content and language listeners may find offensive. Episode 12, The Hot Waiter. This story is about my 10-day solo holiday in Mexico in October 2016. It touches on loneliness, lust and communication. Tuesday the 4th of October 2016. Angelina Jolie has just filed for divorce from Brad Pitt and smug Jennifer Aniston memes were circulating online. The third film in the Bridget Jones franchise, Bridget Jones's Baby, has just been released to UK cinemas and Apple are just about to release the avocado emoji due to its surge in popularity. I am 34, have been single for three years, and up until this point, I've done a couple of solo holidays, but always a city break, never a beach holiday by myself. I have pale skin that burns easily, and I find sunbathing more stressful than relaxing, so a beach destination had never been my first choice. But I have just had the most intense year at work, and I felt the need to really relax and recuperate. There are points in the story where I sound incredibly ungrateful for my circumstances, but they are just moments of nervousness and loneliness. You save up, you carefully choose where you want to go, and you dedicate your precious time off work to a holiday, and all of that comes with a lot of pressure to have a really good time. You will also hear me moan about not having a plastic straw. This was back in 2016 before I fully understood the impact climate change was having on our planet. Dad's birthday. Flew out to Mexico. Still feeling like I don't want to go. I feel a bit weird about it all. But I had a lovely welcome at the airport check-in desk. I wasn't charged any commission and I enjoyed the flight, so I felt like the holiday was getting off to a good start. Then, as I landed, I started to feel a bit panicked about how to get to my Airbnb. But it was all straightforward. I just jumped on a coach to play a Carmen and then got a taxi. Dora, the lovely host, greeted me. She made me feel welcome, relaxed and like this solo trip in Mexico was possible. She suggested a few places for food nearby and told me the safest way to walk. So I set off for dinner, but I couldn't find the place she suggested. And I was getting blisters on my feet from sweat rubbing against my sliders and I felt a bit nervous walking streets in the dark. So instead I found an alternative restaurant that looked like a safe bet, ordered a mojito and tacos and observed the locals. Got back to my B&B, felt knackered and in bed by 9.15. Wednesday the 5th of October. 
slept till about 6am after waking several times during the night. Dora made me and another couple breakfast. She had asked if there was anything I wanted to see and I had mentioned the World Heritage Site, Chichen Itza. She suggested a tour so I bought a ticket for tomorrow and got ready for the day. There was part of me not wanting to leave the security of the B&B as I now felt settled and safe. But I knew I would be fine once I got going. I set off at 9am to 5th Avenue, the main strip. Immediately I came across this amazing shop with beautiful sunglasses, fashion, jewellery and some home bits and the most incredible tiled floor, which I spent about five minutes trying to capture for Instagram, but failed. Anyway, I was super happy and thought, this is what I really like, finding unique shops and beautifully curated collections and interior styling. Why didn't I go to New York? Turns out that was the only nice shop on the strip, but it was amazing to start to take in all the Mexican colours everywhere, from the souvenir tat, the painted buildings and the hanging garlands. I stopped for a drink on the beach and then walked back to the nice shop and bought some little black and white espresso cups for display in my kitchen and asked the staff where to go for lunch as I knew they'd have good taste. They sent me off to a lovely spot on the beach, so I settled there for the afternoon and read my diary. I'd bought the new Harry Potter book at the airport thinking it was a novel, not realising it was a screenplay and I was struggling to read it, so I thought I'd use the time to look back and reflect on my year. Walking home I found the place Dora recommended, so went there for my dinner. It was amazing. Another early night. I don't feel safe going to a bar by myself here. I hope Tulum is different. Thursday the 6th of October. Dora dropped me off on a corner at 7.15 to be collected for the tour. I was feeling dumped and nervous. The guide arrived, I joined a minibus, we picked up some more people and then we got pushed onto a big coach. I didn't really know what I'd signed up for other than the World Heritage Site. The first stop was this awful tourist place with some sort of pond. I didn't get the point of it. And then we drove forever and had to listen to a boring tour guide and another passive-aggressive guide trying to sell us a personalised picture. We arrived at the next stop and I didn't know what it was. He'd mentioned swimwear, but it was in my suitcase and I hadn't mentally prepared to go swimming. I felt awkward asking to locate my suitcase in the coach hatch and then having to hunt for swimwear, so stupidly I didn't do it. And then I missed out on these amazing pool caves, cenotes. I was annoyed with myself. We stopped for a ship buffet, and I just felt like a sheep being herded about all day, doing awful tourist stuff. Got to the World Heritage Site, one of the seven wonders of the world, and I finally started to enjoy myself, and then I was dropped off in Tulum. I hailed a taxi to my hotel and checked into my cabana. The hotel is perfectly calming and beautifully styled, just what I'd wanted after today's disaster. But it is quiet season, and it's dead. And I felt sad that I was here alone and had a cry. Spurred on by the idea of connecting to Wi-Fi in the restaurant, I got my shit together for dinner. Nice food, a delicious glass of wine, and a hot waiter. It felt blissful, and I was happy again, until a cockroach appeared and forced me back to my cabana. I hope I get to hang out with the waiter. I hope I meet some people tomorrow. It's nice to stay up till 11pm. Friday the 7th of October. I was woken up by sunrise coming through my windows. I put on my running gear and Jamie XX Gosh was playing in my ear and I saw the empty beach for the first time, having arrived in the dark, and it was a beautiful moment. I had expected the beach to be longer, but it was tiny. I did a quick run there and back, but the heat was so intense I was relieved to stop. The girls had asked how I was getting on, and I'd said I was feeling a bit lonely. Grace sent some good advice, saying, One day you will have a man and kids hanging off you. Be selfish and enjoy this time to yourself. So I tried to take this on. I spent time getting ready, went for breakfast and lay on the beach, mainly browsing social media. Had lunch and then came back to my cabana and lay in a hammock. 
Feeling okay, but a bit bored? Again, had some selfish time, masturbated, showered and got ready for dinner. I wanted to get out when it was light, so I got a taxi to one of Jasmine's restaurant recommendations, but it was shut. I felt shit and annoyed at myself for not planning and researching properly. Then the driver took me to another one she'd mentioned. It was open, but dead. I was way too early. I felt shit again. Luckily, there were some nice shops I could pass some time in and bought a dress. I went back to the second place and sat at the bar for dinner. There was a solo guy on the opposite side of the bar, but I didn't know how to go about getting his attention and saying hi. Had dinner and read my diary, and I was trying to string out the night for as long as possible. A guy called Andy came over. He commented on my trainers matching my dress, and after asking what I was reading and me telling him about my diaries, he then referred to me as Amelie from the film. It was nice to have a conversation with someone that didn't involve them taking my order, but he clearly liked me and was a bit irritating, so I got the bill. His friend was like, why are you leaving? You're a solo traveller, stay and chat. But she was annoying too. I got a taxi back thinking I could go and chat to the waiter. I ordered a wine, sat at the bar, but I didn't get any vibes from him unlike yesterday. So I went to bed feeling deflated. Saturday the 8th of October. I woke at 9am, got out of bed and started crying miserable at the thought of being alone again all day. I need to get used to being okay, not doing anything. Usually, when I'm away, alone, I'm in a city with loads to do and see. But people come here to lie on the beach and relax. I pulled myself together, went for breakfast and then hired a bike. The bike man was friendly and my bike was number 13, my lucky number, so I thought maybe things were going to change. I rode into the town, but when I got there it totally wasn't what I was expecting. It was busy, with wide roads and more tourist tat. I thought it would be a beautiful village feel, with lovely boutique shops. I realised I was cycling on the wrong side of the road. I was stressed, hot, confused and angry. I pulled off the main bit in the hope that the side streets would be pretty, with little shops, but nothing. I parked up and found a discreet bench to sit on as I was crying again. I was lonely and I wanted to be making these mistakes with someone else. I was thinking I need to change my flights and come home early. But I didn't want to be seen as a failure and was thinking everyone will ask me how was your holiday and I'd have to tell them I didn't enjoy it. I felt a lady sit down next to me and I thought, has someone sent me a guardian angel? She just had that presence. She started speaking to me in Spanish, gesturing to my tears, asking why I was crying. But we couldn't communicate. She then pulled a policeman over to help and luckily he didn't know much English either. Now I was embarrassed. I hadn't been attacked, mugged, no one was ill, I was just lonely and things weren't going the way I had planned. They chatted about me, debating why I was upset and their concerned nature made me stop crying. I was grateful that they cared and started smiling again. I assured them I was okay, thanked them and walked to an Italian restaurant for lunch. After I'd eaten I had to ask the owner to put sun lotion on my back. He was quite old and embarrassed, as was I, but I can't reach all of it and I didn't want to burn. I cycled back and arrived at my place super sweaty and gross. Hot weather has never been a good look for me. Sat on the beach until sunset and then got ready and made a real effort to look nice for the beach party this evening. Set off to Casa Jaguar, another beautiful spot, and sat at the bar with wine and dinner. A loud, annoying couple were sitting next to me, making it hard to focus on anything else. I saw another girl alone with a book, like me but I was pretending I was content and happy reading alone. In fact, I was bored, so bored. I got a taxi back, hopeful for a fun night, but then as the taxi pulled in, the hot waiter was walking out, so he didn't even see me looking nice. It was 11pm when I arrived and quiet, and I thought, oh God, is this it? Is this the party? I got a drink and found a seat, thinking, just get through this drink, don't leave. 
Luckily, four girls got on the beach dance floor and they were entertaining, being girls peacocking for boys' attention, laughing and then huddling together for chats. At one point, the DJ, who was hot, the best-looking guy there, walked past, smiled, waved and did a dance as if to say, not dancing. I was thinking, was that directed at me? I was quite happy sitting in my little spot, people watching, but then I was asked to move as my table had been reserved by a cool crowd, so I had to find somewhere new to settle. Luckily, it had got busier, so I sat on a rock and it didn't look like I was alone. I was scanning the beach to see who I could talk to. There was a young girl on her own, a smiley hostess lady who had served me last night, and the girl who was reading the book in the restaurant. I thought, OK, I'll go to the loo, get another drink, and I have three choices of who to speak to. But when I came back, the restaurant girl was already chatting to someone, the hostess suddenly didn't look as approachable, and the young girl had moved from her spot. And then a Swedish guy came and said, Hi, can I molest you? I part frowned, part laughed, and he said, Sorry, I mean, can I bother you? Trying to correct his English. We had a nice chat, but I didn't want to get stuck with him, so I made my excuses. I saw the young girl again and went and sat with her and said, Hi, I'm Liz. She was called Rosie and was pleased I'd joined her. She's 18, from Malay, also on holiday alone. And then some other people started chatting to us. Just by becoming a two, we suddenly became more approachable. The DJ walked past and waved again. I was like, oh, he does like me. Me and Rosie went to get a drink and bumped into him at the bar, said hi and chatted, and I asked where the after-party was. He said, we'll find one, meet me back here. I had a little dance, lost the DJ, and by 4am I was drunk and ready for bed. Sunday, the 9th of October. Woke at 11.30 with a banging head, got myself together and had breakfast, then went for a ride along the beach road, which helped clear the hangover. Went to my beach club and ordered a pina colada. No straw, but it was too thick to drink. I asked the hot waiter for one, but he said he could only give straws out with coconuts due to beach pollution. I pleaded with him and then realised I sounded like a needy kid. I sat on a beach bed for an hour to enjoy the sunset, had a great lunch at Casa Banana, came back to mine. The music was still playing, so I sat and read. And finally, as the hot waiter was leaving his shift, he said hi. And I thought, yes, step one, a hi. Maybe he's shy. Monday, the 10th of October. Hired a bike again from the friendly guy who gave me some bar recommendations and went for a cycle along the beach road, this time right to the end. Bikes make you feel so free. I pulled into a beautiful hotel with a gratitude tent and I sat in there and made time to be thankful. I walked along the beach, then stopped for a lovely chocolate drink and felt content, happy and relaxed, taking it all in. After lunch, I signed up to Tinder, looking for a possible date, in the hope that the waiter, the DJ or the bike guy were on there. Then I rode to Tulum's ruins, which was a bit like Jurassic Park, but I was so hot and scared of burning I couldn't fully enjoy it. I got back on my bike and came back to the hotel, not looking my best, but after the breakthrough high yesterday, I was determined to ask the waiter for a drink. He came over once to ask if I wanted anything, a second time with the menu and to take my order, and a third time to bring me my wine. And then I had finally built up the courage to say, what's your name? He's called Antonio. I introduced myself and asked, what do you do after work? I had carefully planned that question, thinking he would either say I go for a drink or I go to bed. And I could have said, do you want to go for a drink to either of these answers? But he said, my friend from Mexico is coming to see me. I wasn't prepared for that answer, so I came out with, it's quiet here, what is there to do? He suggested the same margarita bar that the bike guy had suggested, and said he'd find out where the bar staff were going and let me know. Then as I was paying the bill, he told me they were all going to the margarita bar, and I said, but not you? 
And he said, yes, I come. So I was thinking, brilliant, well done, Liz. And I walked back to my cabana excited and nervous. I made an effort to look nice and went down to a restaurant in town. I was happy reading this time, but an older American man was trying to chat me up. I didn't engage. It got to 11pm and I had that nervous first date feeling. I arrived at the bar, had a look around and neither he or any of the staff were there. The bar didn't feel like the right place to sit, so I found a chair and a table and sat down feeling like a loner. It was too social and loud for reading, and I had nothing to look at on my phone, so I sat there sipping my drink pretending I was at ease with the situation. After about 20 minutes he arrived alone, and at that point I was thinking, OK, he came, he likes me. He waved, looked around the bar for the rest of the staff and then came over, and he was on his phone a lot, a bit panicked trying to find out where they all were, not really chatting to me. A bit odd, but it felt like he was nervous. He got a drink, put his phone down and then we were sort of on this accidental date with awkward chat due to the language barrier. But I was quite happy and then five of his friends came to join us. It got to 1.30 and the bar shut. He said, we go to one more bar for one more drink? I had to get up early but thought, if I go to sleep at 2.30 I'll get four hours which is fine. And I wanted to hang out with him more, so I went along with him and his friends. I was sitting next to Antonio and he'd translate the conversation for me and we'd chat one-on-one, not much physical contact. And then he said, so what do you do tonight? I said I need four hours sleep and explained I needed to get up early, but later realised maybe he meant, do you want to hook up tonight? It got to 3am and I needed to leave. I said bye, went for a kiss on the cheek, not wanting to kiss in front of everyone else, but he went for the lips, so it was all a bit clumsy. I said message me tomorrow and we'll hang out. He said he would. I waved by and got a taxi home, bed, and then two to three hours sleep. Tuesday the 11th of October. Up at 6.30 for a snorkelling trip, ate breakfast and then met our guide and Lydia from New York. It was the perfect setup. We went to three cenotes. The first two were a bit boring, but I enjoyed the third. Had some lunch and we all laughed at the idea of Donald Trump getting into the presidency. And then we were back by 1pm. I layered on the sun cream, returned the bike and sat on the beach. I'd been daydreaming about kissing Antonio while snorkelling and I was waiting for him to message. But I thought, sod it, you're here for three more days, message him. So I did. He replied straight away saying, where are you, come to me. I found him and we lay on a beach bed together chatting on and off for a few hours and it was perfect. The whole time I wanted to kiss him and for him to touch me, but nothing. I checked, no girlfriend? He said he came with a girlfriend but they split up. He still seemed quite upset and said four girlfriends each four years. He was quite sensitive about them all. He was like, I need a shower, maybe I use the spa? And I said, you can use my cabana, just being helpful. We chatted for a bit longer and then I asked, do you want to shower? Offering him my key. And I was planning to stay and watch the sunset, but he was like, no, no, you have to come. I'm not going into your room alone. And I was like, oh, okay, thinking, well, where will I sit whilst he's in the shower? There are no chairs, and I can't sit on the bed as I'd have to climb into the mosquito net, and that would just be weird. I let him in, showed in the bathroom, and there was a moment where we were close and I thought maybe we'd kiss, but I didn't get that vibe from him. He said, you shower too, or you shower first, and I was like, no, no, I'm fine. And he got in whilst I awkwardly stood in the room with no Wi-Fi, nowhere to sit, nothing to do. He came out and was then stood with his towel wrapped around his waist, needing to get dressed. I looked the other way and said, this is bizarre. And he said, why? And I said, well, you're getting dressed in front of me. And he said, I thought you'd come in the shower with me. And I was like, oh. And he said, yes, why not? 
I went to kiss him, nice lips and pressure, but the tongue was big and in the way. He took my hands and put them on his hips and he started to take my dress off and said, Look, you're all sandy. But I stopped him. I didn't feel the slightest bit sexy covered in sun cream, sweat and sand. I totally hadn't thought we'd have sex now, so I wasn't prepared already. I said, later, meaning we go out, you come back here and we have sex. I was really wet and turned on, but I was thinking it's fine, tonight will be fun. He kissed me goodbye and said he'd message me about where to meet later, and I went back to the beach and enjoyed the last hour of sunlight, excited about this evening and thinking he'd be thinking the same. I got ready and was keen to get back to Wi-Fi so I could pick up his message. I sat in the beach club with a glass of wine, but he hadn't been in touch. It was 8.45, so I messaged to say I'm having a wine at the bar, letting him know I was ready. He'd said we'd eat together, so I didn't order food. I made the wine last an hour and I was getting incredibly pissed off with him and with myself sitting waiting. By 9.45 he hadn't read it. By 10pm food stopped and by 10.10pm I was like, fuck you, I'm going to go get food elsewhere. But then it became apparent that everywhere had stopped serving and then I was like, you cunt, now I'm hungry, I've wasted my night and I've had no fucking sex. I messaged and said I'm bored and tired of waiting for you to get in touch so I've gone to bed. It's a shame, we could have had some fun. I came back feeling stupid, stood up, upset and on such a low from an earlier high. Wednesday the 12th of October. Got a taxi to Ackleman Bay to swim with the turtles. I was greeted by an intimidating tout who I didn't like and made me feel all stressed. I went and sat on my own for a bit, ignoring his advice and taking in what everyone else was doing so I could make my own decision. And then I hired the snorkelling equipment and nervously left my bag, cash and passport on the beach whilst I went out into the sea. Within about ten minutes I saw a big turtle beneath me, a total wow moment. And then I saw some stingrays and fishes. I loved it when the turtles came up for air, they are so cute. I stayed out for about an hour and saw a mini one right beneath me on the way back to shore. I got dropped off at Passana Margarita as I had heard it was a great Italian and it was perfect. I walked back and saw Antonio from a distance. I acknowledged him and lay on the beach. Got ready and saw him again on my way out. We had a quick generic chat. He looked a bit guilty. I went for tacos and drinks at this tacky bar on the beach road and after two gin and tonics I messaged him and said I leave tomorrow. I'm never usually this forward but I enjoyed our kiss. Do you want to have sex tonight? I understand if not. I don't know how you feel. Yesterday I thought you did but now I'm not so sure. He said of course I want to have sex with you but I have a party. I message you after. And I said I'm not waiting around for you to finish your party. How about tomorrow morning before work? And he said, yes, shows in the cabana. Did he mean show or showers? I went to bed feeling like I'd planned the most organised sex ever. Thursday the 13th of October. I dreamt that Antonio let himself into my cabana and I sort of had sleep paralysis struggling to wake. Got ready, had breakfast and at 9am I'm thinking he'll message around 10. I had a cut off of 11am to allow time for sex, a shower, packing and checking out. I got on my laptop and uploaded photos to Facebook and it got to 11am and I was like he's fucking done it again, stood me up a second time for fuck's sake, what is wrong with him? He's totally ruined the end of this story. Shower, taxi, fly home, no sex. This is a new addition for Series 2. I just wanted to use the platform to share some podcasts that I've been enjoying, so I will recommend one each week. Today I wanted to share a podcast called Dead Eyes. I read about it in Miranda Sawyer's Observer column and binge listened to all the episodes that were currently released. It's by American actor and comedian Connor Ratliff. 
who was once fired by Tom Hanks for a small role in the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. Like Connor, if I had been fired by Tom Hanks, often referred to as the nicest man in Hollywood, I would also want to know why. The comical podcast follows Connor trying to solve a mystery that has haunted him for two decades. Each episode sees him interview different people who played a role in this story, and weirdly he uncovers many links between himself and Tom Hanks. It's funny, entertaining, and I'm desperate to know if he ever gets to ask Tom Hanks himself why he was fired. I imagine it would be like revisiting someone you dated and finally hearing the real reasons why they ended things. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Diary She Wrote. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please do contact me at info at diarysherote.com or on Instagram at diarysherote. And if you're enjoying the stories, I would love it if you could share them with friends, rate, review and subscribe wherever you're listening. And for further details on characters and locations, please see the show notes. I will be back next Sunday at midday with a new episode. Diary She Wrote was produced in partnership with Birdline Media, with original music by Ethan Illingworth.